Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Jeff Fedotin with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I preview week one's Chiefs-Cardinals matchup. But first, Joe, it was a weekend of reminiscence. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes were spotted last weekend at my alma mater, Pembroke Hill, taking in a football game. Pembroke Hill was playing Christ Prep, which is quarterback, which is quarterbacked by TJ Cruz. He's the son of Ted Cruz, who's the head of Chiefs public relations. So that explains why, why they were there. But Joe, a million years ago when I played, or more, or more accurately sat on the bench for, for oh, <laughs> I know that's so true. Um, well, Joe, because I was I was slow and small. So they of course it was a small school. They stuck me on offensive line. Uh, <laughs> right? just, just a perfect combination, right, perfect Jeff? Combination, slow right? and small. <laughs> if they don't know what to do with you and they yeah. sure you can really help. So Joe, um anyhow, so I chose at the time the jersey of who is the best Chiefs offensive lineman, John Alts number 76. That was that was my jersey. And then you texted me, and I totally forgot about this. You know, the big game of the weekend, Ohio State Notre Dame. Um, and John Alt, uh, jo- uh, excuse me, Joe Alt, John Alt's son. I mean, a Joe and John, it gets very confusing there. Yeah, definitely. Joe Alt, the uh, son of John Alt, wearing number 76, playing left tackle for Notre Dame. So all kinds of flashbacks. Uh, all kinds. My Jeff. life, your life. Yeah, it was a uh, we. Yeah, it was great to text that when I saw Joe out there, and you know, hey, maybe being roommates with John on the road, you know, and I he inspired I inspired him to name his his youngest son Joe. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Um, all those years of friendship, but uh, yeah, John, uh, you know, obviously a lot of athletic athleticism running through that family. His son Mark played in the Flyers organization, was a draft pick in the NHL, and. Wasn't was an, you know an all American quarterback in high school and you know decided to play hockey in college and just yeah just super athletic and Joe Joe Alt's um, trajectory is a lot like John's he he was a, a guy that flip flopped between tight end and tackle uh, just like John did you know before he went off to Iowa and um, he just looks so athletic out there he I I was watching him pretty much you know most of the game and uh, he just. He's got great feet, man. He really, he, he's gone. I look, I don't want to make any bold prediction. He's still relatively young, but I, I see, I see NFL. I see the NFL in him. He just the, the measurables, his feet, his hands, you know, he's got that DNA, um, got the mentality and I could totally see him making it to the next level. He really has it already. Um, so it's going to be it'll be fun fun to watch him progress and yeah and, and and seeing coaches out Jeff was was always fun like I know that you know when Brian Schottenheimer was playing at Blue Valley and my wife and Jen you know my wife was right. teaching in the school district we would always go check Brian's games out and uh, go to those you know games when we could and and to see and I know a lot of the players used to come out to see Brian and support Coach Schottenheimer and the family and um, yeah it was always uh, always fun to uh, to see the coaches coming out at those games and like it was like oh my god yeah the Coach Saunders would go and you know some of the other coaches would join uh, you know Marty with uh, 
you know, with, with at the game. So it was r really fun. It, it is, you know, it's just a nice thing. It's the awesome thing about Kansas City. What a great community. People were really buzzing about it, um, for sure. And it's neat, you know, um, Pembroke Hill is a very small school. They were like under 100 in the class, private school. So, you know, for him, for Mahomes and Reed to descend on it, it was a big deal. Um, and, yeah, Joe, to follow up on a couple other points, Notre Dame has produced such good linemen of yet uh, of late. You know, Ronnie Stanley, both Martin Brothers, Quinn Nelson. That makes me even more – I mean – Jeez, I think they, they just churn out first round draft picks. Uh, yeah, it's going to be one. Let's Go not ahead, forget Jeff. Tim Grunhard. Let's not forget Tim <laughs> Grunhard. Well, you're right. Right. I was talking a little bit more more recent. But certainly, <laughs> Grunhard is is as good as it gets. And actually, speaking about that number, there was a uh, more on the my Pembroke Hill numbers. There was one of my friends who ended up going to Notre Dame was a lineman, of course, chose sixty one for Grunhard. Nice. Now, my, Going into my senior year, I actually I tore up my knee in the summer just playing football for fun, and I think that I was so so off the team. I think somebody somebody ended up wearing seventy six, but so I was like helping out with the team, and but fifty eight was available. Derek Thomas. So then I, I feel that might have been an upgrade. Yeah, there you go, exactly. And by the way, just not to backtrack, but you know, Joe Walt is a true sophomore, sophomore, right? Sophomore wow. eligibility, wow. sophomore in school. Um, he's six foot seven and five eighths. They're getting very exact in program weight uh, heights <laughs> these days. So let's call him six seven and a half. Come on, let's round him up to six eight. Three hundred and seventeen pounds. I mean, he is he is a spitting image of his dad. Um, and starting and, as a sophomore, yeah, his his future is very bright. Yeah, he is he is going to uh, he is he is going to be all right. And uh, yeah, I'm really really excited to see um, you know how that all that all plays out for for John and the family. So that'll be really exciting if uh, if he can you know God wouldn't that be amazing if he could end up uh, end up with the Chiefs? Well, that would be a cool story. Well, we're actually going to break down Chiefs. Cardinals, because I'm sure listeners aren't tuning in to hear about my high school exploits <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> but but first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information. Live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And Joe, I don't think it's appropriate for me covering the team for Forbes on, on the pod for you to, to bet on the Chiefs, but I did go to bet online to place a bet. The commanders. Uh, win total for the season uh, under eight. What what do you think mm. of that bet? I think that's a pretty safe bet. I I you know there's there's a lot of leftover sort of a, I don't it's a strong word but bad feelings of Carson Wentz's time in Philadelphia. Yeah. So I just there's a lot of doubt and lack of confidence in what Carson can do with that team. And they just you know Washington just ha doesn't seem like they've done a whole lot to really improve their state their stake and um i just don't you i think it's a really good bad jeff actually no no offense any uh, anybody's pulling for the 
disappointing for for the Commanders, but I just don't I just don't see them winning eight games. Not 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 in the NFC East, which has vastly improved. The Giants did a great job in the draft. The Eagles, I think, are actually going to win it. Um, that's my they bold do, prediction. Yeah. I think I just don't think the Cowboys have done enough. And but and then the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They still have a very talented team. So yeah, there's I I, I could see them. I could see them not winning a game in the NFC East. So, you know, there's there's six losses right there just with those three other teams. So um, it puts them behind the eight ball right away. Well, one of the cool storylines for the um, the Chiefs-Cardinals game in week one, Joe, um, it, it's like a quarterback-coach reunion. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, played for Cliff Kingsbury at mm-hmm. Texas Tech. And, Joe, he put up such prodigious stats – during his 32 games at Texas Tech, he had um, he threw for 11,252 yards, 93 touchdowns, 29 interceptions, which is not many when you throw yeah. when you throw that much. But the team disappointed uh, overall, going just 16 and 21, which is probably why Mahomes even lasted till 10 instead of going, you know, top yeah. three or whatever. Uh, Joe, any do you think that that helps? Kingsbury at all that he knows Mahomes is that something that uh, I mean other than the sort of mentor mentee head games that you could play you know with somebody um you know the fact that you know when 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 Patrick looks over at the sideline he's going to see the coach that you know when he was an impressionable freshman in college or a senior coming out of high school you know that 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 was the coach that like took him under his wing and other than that i i don't i don't think from an x's and o's perspective jeff i don't think there's going to be a whole lot that you know the nfl game is so different and and while you know patrick was was very you know you know prolific in 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 college i i you know i don't think that i think the game is so different you know, and, and the types of receiving uh, patterns and different things that uh, not well, not that the patterns are different. They're pretty much there's only like 25 different patterns that you can run on a football field. But but just the, the structure of the mm-hmm. offense and, and, and sort of it's not really going to be something that, you know, he's going to look at Patrick out there and go, oh, he's going to do this. So do that. Like, I don't there's just going to I don't think it, the chess game doesn't really translate. Um, and especially it's been since it's been, you know, now what, three or four, four or five years since that, you know, since they we're in that coach player relationship. But however, I don't want to downplay the mentor mentee head games that you can play with somebody when you've coached them, right? Think about like just the first thing that popped into my head, which is a little bit of a stretch for the analogy is, you know, you think about like the, how Nick Saban, right? Last year was the first time yeah. one of his assistant coaches beat him, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, I think he was, don't even quote me on this. I'm I'm lying when I say the number. I don't know. Wasn't it like 25 and 0 or something? It was some Again, crazy Some thing, bizarre yeah you know, before he lost last year. And, and it was just like, I just don't, you know, I, I think it's, that's the big, that's the, maybe the closest analogy I can say is it's, it, it there is some psychological factors to that, right. To that. I'm going to use, overuse this term mentor mentee relationship. I mean, coach Schottenheimer kind of had it with coach Cower, you know, uh, in that playoff game in 1993 uh, for the 93 season. So, you know, there's just, it's just, it will, it will have a little bit of a factor, but I, I think once, once the ball's kicked, I, Patrick's not going to be thinking about that. He's, he's got a job to do. He's got this new offense to run and I, it's not a new offense, but it, in, in some ways it is right. I mean, parts. Yeah. you know, and um, it's like the same, 
it's like the same engine just tuned differently and maybe with a different set of wheels or something, but it's, you know, I, I, I'm the depth chart that came out. I mean, I wasn't surprised. I know a lot of people were, were making, you know, comments about McCole Hardman's, you know, not on the starting depth chart. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going to make a prediction. Maybe bet online. will put this one out there for <laughs> us. Um, that, that he's probably going to start on the field for the game. Um, I just, I just have a very strange feeling or not a strange feeling. I have a good feeling that they're going to start in a three receiver set, you know, with Travis, Juju, uh, MVS and, and McColl. So I, I, I think, I don't think Michael, you know, while Michael Burton's listed in the starting depth chart is, you know, now listen, I, I, they might surprise us. Cause that was one of the things we mentioned a few pods ago is that in that opening drive of the first preseason they, game, yeah. You know, don't know whether that was a ploy of of Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid. Uh, you know, typical head games and making coaches have to prepare for stuff. But I just have a really strong feeling that McCole Hardman's going to be out there on the field when the game starts, um, or very soon after. Um, so the depth chart, the Chiefs' depth chart, doesn't really mean a lot. I mean, it it obviously tells you, you know, there's a couple of locks on there, right? <laughs> the the five offensive linemen, Travis. Patrick and I'm assuming that Clyde will you know they're going to work him until he doesn't work but I think you know from a receiving perspective it's always tough to throw a depth chart out there right because you you're throwing different you're throwing three you're on two receiver set three receiver set um you know so I don't I don't I don't I don't think there's a controversy in there it's it's still got to sting a little bit that McColl isn't number one right coming he's the only returning you know, when you look at this guy. receiving core, yeah. he's the only one, right? You got Justin Watson, Sky Moore, and him now is the air quote backups mm -hmm. to MVS and Juju. So it's got to hurt a little bit. It's got to sting. So um, he's probably going to come out guns ablazing to try to see if he can, um, you know, make a name and, and get himself back up into, you know, WR1 or WR2. Um, I, I have a really good feeling that, that uh, MVS is going to see a lot of snaps. Um, I just think he's done, he's done so much this off season and, and I think, you know, we haven't seen enough of Juju to see, but, um, he wasn't targeted much in that first game and he didn't play in the next two. So, you know, we'll see how that all plays out. I think Sky Moore will make a name and Hey, let's get Justin in there. I got my Penn Quakers t-shirt on tonight, uh, <laughs> in support of Justin and, and making his, uh, you know, debut with the chiefs. And, um, I'm excited. I'm excited about that receiving core. So I'm reading into it is, is looking at the 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 line, you know. I think you know, obviously they got Nick Allegretti covering the inside, and then Jaron and Darian. And I just don't know if those two have done enough to really warrant a lot of confidence right now. That if Andrew Wiley or Lando Brown go down, they're going to have to do some shuffling. And we talked about that already last week, so I won't won't beat that up anymore because I think they'd have to they'd have to bring Joe Tooney out to to maybe tackle like you had said. So. That's the that's the thing that's got me worried. Um, a little bit of the depth part, you know. I'm super excited for this team to hit the field. Tired of the prognosticators. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I just want them to start playing football so we can start actually having some legitimate conversations about what teams are going to look like. Because who the heck can make these judgments based on the preseason that we saw? You oh. know, I mean, it's ridiculous. Speaking of. You were talking about offensive depth charts. That's going to uh, a little fun fact for listeners to something to look for on the Cardinals. 
Daryl Williams is now on the Cardinals, the former Chiefs running back. I'll be interested to see how he's used. And then I have, before we get into the kind of the weeds of this game, another fun fact, Joe, a lot of people are going to be talking about this Kingsbury-Mahomes matchup. Mm-hmm. The the coach that um, Kingsbury took over for uh, at Texas Tech when, where he coached Mahomes um, was Tommy Tuberville, who is now a senator in Alabama. He, he quit to become – Head coach at University of Cincinnati, opening the the uh, spot for uh, Kingsbury, the former quarterback there. Uh, Joe, so how do you see this game uh, shaking out? Uh, Bet online has the Chiefs as six point favorites. How just what's what's your take on this game? I I think it's I think it's well number one I think that says a lot to be a road favorite, yeah. um, and not just evening the game out, right? You know, there's that old that old standby that, you know, you get three points for being the home team. I don't know who made that up, but it's like the general (laughs) rule of thumb, right? That you're going to, you're going to be a three point, you're going to get three points for being the home team. I mean, you, you take that right away from the Cardinals and, you know, you, you, you know, you slap a a six point, um, you know, favorite for a road team. I think that says a lot. That that says a lot. I, I don't know why a lot of people are, you know, like uh, it's, it's down, it's a, down on them is a strong phrase, but like it's just a lot of the a lot of the you know the folks on the on the big media outlets are down on the Chiefs right now, and I don't I don't know why. I mean nobody's played anything yet, <laughs> um, and you know we saw how the season ended, so I don't know whether they're just overplaying the Tyreek Hill thing or what they're what they're you know what what's sticking in their craw about this team, but you know the offensive line is solid. They've made a ton of improvements on defense. They've got a completely new revamped very diverse wide receiving core of height weight speed size the whole nine yards i just think i, I you know i think we just need to let this game play i that's where I'm, i would be right there jeff I, I think the chiefs win this game by a touchdown um i think if if they can't get clyde rolling and and the and the running back thing stalls a little bit and they can't get some semblance of a running game going it could it could slip down to a three-point game you know, where they, where they win a tight one, but I think the chiefs win this one. And I think it'll set the stage for this tough half of the beginning of the season for them that they have, right. Everybody's been talking about the historic toughest first half of a schedule ever in the Mm -hmm. NFL. When you look at the win percentages of the teams that they're playing. So, um, you know, it's going to set, it's going to set the tempo for this team and the Cardinals are, are no slouch. I mean, Kyler Murray, you know, if he gets out there and plays well, if he's the Kyler Murray that we've seen flashes of that, you know, earned that two hundred and thirty million dollar contract. Yeah. Um they could, you know, could be a long day for a, a bunch of fresh new corners in there. I mean, that's you know, I think that's the matchup that if I you know, it's three matchups I've kind of wrote down. Um you know, it's it's JJ Watt. Right, obviously, and and to see how he and Orlando just get after it, right? They're gonna, I'm sure they're gonna just be getting after it, and then and then Marcus Golden, who, you know, he's, guy. he's guy, yeah. he's got some sack yeah. power there, man. So you know, I you know, we'll we'll see how long it takes for for Furious George. I love that new nickname, by the, the way. Nickname. We'll have we're gonna have to like use that one. Carloftis, he Carloftis, he's he's fun to watch because he's a young kid. He's so work focused. He doesn't talk you know he he's not overly verbose he he certainly is not somebody who's braggadocious at all but you could tell he lit up just a hair you know it just smiled a little bit yeah various george and yeah joe you know it's it's fun when we do these uh previews typically i think um 
you have the Chiefs like winning by more than I. I'm I'm like the the naysayer, <laughs> the pessimist. I actually think this one. Um, I have the Chiefs winning by more. I think they're going to actually win by a couple touchdowns. Um, wow, nice. I don't know. I'm 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 not going to argue with you there, but I just you know. <laughs> so my thing is that you know I, I think the six point line. I think they uh, take that. Uh, I think the Cardinals are actually worse this year. They have DeAndre Hopkins is suspended. You know the best receiver, and their wide receiver core is pretty banged up, including uh, your former boy Zach Ertz. Um, they lost Chandler Jones who's really good in their best pass rusher. You mentioned gold golden. And we of course know JJ Watt, how, um, how good he has been that he comes off of some, a really bad injury from last year. So, um, you know, they still have options, but Chandler Jones is a huge loss. Yeah. Uh, I just think the chiefs are a lot better. I, I think the, the Cardinals will have some, I think the Chiefs' secondary is so young early in the season. They're going to go through uh, some struggles. And I think, Murray will make some plays, but again, he's he's down a lot of wide receiver targets, including his best one. So I I I really like the the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, I know I I'm I'm with you, but I I really do. I love that they're a road favorite, and people are seeing through all this all the things that you you said. They're seeing it, um, and it's very apparent to you know the people who are setting these lines um, that 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 the Cardinals are are banged up. Um, you know, I think there's going to need to be a discipline to stopping Kyler Murray and not mm-hmm. letting him win the game with his feet. Yeah. You, know, you, you don't, that's, don't that's... want him to get rolling. Um, and, and, you know, that's the thing that when you've got, you know, when you've got young corners, you know, you want to make sure they're sticking to the coverage. You're going to have linebackers, you know, when, when, when he starts to get back there in the pocket, and 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 Willie Gay and Nick Bolton and you know I know if they get into some kind of a four three I know Leo's kind of bu- bumped up there to to the number one spot there as the third linebacker um, but you know you have to have discipline because if you if you when he starts to press the line of scrimmage you see Patrick do it all the time you know when when linebackers you know they go to their hook zone right whether they're in in a zone coverage or you know some kind of man the man they're they're going to get back to that you know that what we call the hook curl area, right? Which is, you know, like a lot of times you'll see linebackers, they kind of run like a karaoke run to, you know, they'll drop back three, four, five yards uh, from where they lined up and they'll go on like a 45 degree angle and they'll get into that, what they call the hook curl area. Um, if they're in zone and obviously if they're in some kind of man, they'll be checking backs and receive or tight ends out of the backfield. But if they, if they get undisciplined and leave the, their, their areas in the coverage and they start pressing, you know, Kyler Murray could just dink and dunk down the field, like the way that Patrick does, right. When he yeah. threatens, when he threatens the line of scrimmage and presses up on the line, you know, you, you have to be disciplined and you can't, you know, falter from that. So we're going to have to have a disciplined pass rush. You know, we're going to have to get pressure up the middle, you know, come around the corner, get him from the outside. Don't let him break contain. And it's going to be, you know, I think he's really, to me, he's kind of the key to the game. Um, you know, how, how we can stop. So those are, you know, my pat, my, my sort of matchups that I want fans to like, look at is what are we going to do on offense, you know, to protect Patrick and against some pretty decent pass rushers and, you know, with, a, with, a, with a right tackle in there that, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we know that Andrew can get it done, but you know, he's, that's, that's going to be the key right there, that matchup. Um, is is what we can do in the pass rush 
Um, and then it's also going to be on the other side of the ball, what, uh, what, you know, what we can do to, to contain Kyler. And then my last matchup, it's not really a matchup is what is Eric going to do with this running back committee? Yeah. You know, right, and, and how, how does that all play out for this team? I, I just, I just don't want to, I want them to be able to run the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't, it's, it's been, it's, it's critical to their success. So I think this is a very, very important game for them to try to establish the run and to see who's going to sort of take the the reins of this, of this running game. Joe, Joe I, I love your key about, especially Kyler Murray. Cause again, I, I think the chiefs are the, the much better team here. And so it would be on Kyler to do something really extraordinary, which he's capable of. He's a spectacular athlete, especially on the move. It's hard. That's got to be a tough thing in week one. To prepare. It's always tough to prepare and, and contain a guy like that. But we've talked about the preseason. It's not a lot of preparation. How do you prepare for Kyler Murray's speed? Uh, so th- I think yeah. that's the one challenge. I think, you know, he could go for like a hundred yard game or something crazy. And that would tilt it more. I'm saying how the chiefs are going to win handily. That, that could be a factor that 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 changes things. Yeah. Well, my hope is once he once he took the claws out of his contract that he had to watch four hours of film <laughs> a day. Maybe 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 he maybe he stopped watching film and and, and maybe he actually uh, won't be prepared for the game. Right? Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, my goodness, that a, a guy has to have in a uh, you know almost a quarter of a billion dollar contract. Uh, he's got to have. Uh, you know, a clause in there that he has to watch a certain amount of film. I mean, no quarterback I ever played with didn't. And, you know, that's how they got great. And, you know, that's just very interesting how that whole, you know, kind of kind of died down a little bit. It was news for a little while, for a hot minute. But, you know, still still something I think about every time I, I, I think about this team and, the, and as the Chiefs have been approaching this opening game against them and thinking about that mega contract. And I can't believe it actually had that in there. That that just was just bizarre. It's so nuts, and you know, and and then they both the team and Kyler, Kyler said, "Oh, you know, I study hard." The team said, "There's no concerns." But as you said, um, on the border patrol, the A10 spot, when there's smoke, there's fire, and whatever the Cardinals' motivation, like it was in there. Maybe they did that in there because they thought it would get to the press and that would further motivate them or whatever. Like it's really really weird and really unusual to to have that that clause so it would it means something um yeah and, yeah. and that clause might be also why i'm a little bit down on the on the on the cardinals too as i'm you know this is a big prove it year for kyler they've kind of they've gotten out gotten off to hot starts the last couple of years and kind of uh collapsed down the stretch he's been injured hasn't played as well so there's a lot of pressure on him for this year and you know starting with this game yeah, no, it's, 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 he's a key, he's a key for them, right? He's, he's the big key, Um, you know, on all the things that you had said, which were great, you know, that's great commentary about how they are a little banged up. They're just not, they just didn't do enough. I mean, that's last year they were, they were rocking and rolling. You they know, had the when, best when, record in the league for um a good portion, like, you know, three fourths or halfway through the season. Yeah. And um, I think, you know, he's, he's really, he's really the key to this game. He's, he's the integral piece. And if they can shut him down, I think I, I know for a fact, we're going to get into those double digit, you know, leads and, 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 and possibly the double digit lead or double digit win that you're, that you're talking about mm-hmm. that you're high on. So I, I, I totally think that that, um, you know, that could happen. Um, 
But, you know, listen, it's opening day. You know, I mean, my gosh, I mean, we talked about this before. You know, we just didn't, you just, no, no, no player has played probably more than, I don't know, 20, 30 plays, uh, you know, that's going to be out there on the field. And, Jeff, that's not a lot, man. That's not a lot of plays to get ready for a real game. I mean, I, I'm going to be really anxious to see yeah. how how the team looks in the fourth quarter, you know, after getting conditioning around. Could play a role. I, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored to explosive offenses. You're right. Like that, that could be a factor. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, you know, it's going to be, you know, be Arizona heat, right. So you got to have the heat to contend with. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a different thing when you play 65, 70 plays in a game and, and you haven't done it, especially with the, the amount of contact on play in and play out. It's going to wear on some guys, you know, by the time they get to the fourth quarter that haven't, especially the rookies, you know, that really haven't, they're, you know, they're coming off of college and, you know, now all of a sudden, you know, the guys are bigger, faster, a little stronger across the board. And they're going to have to be dealing with, you know, with, with some size coming at them and, and wearing on them for the, um, you know, the whole game and got to go, to go 60 plays, 70 plays, uh, whew, you know, it's it's a conditioning that you only get by doing it. You can run all the wind sprints you want. You can do all the interval training you want. But until, you know, 250, 300-pound guys are beating on you for 60 or 70 plays, there's no conditioning for that other than actually playing a game. So, I, you know, it'll be, I'll be really anxious to see guys that towards the end of the game, especially if they get rolling, you know, and, and it gets to be, you know, where it's fast-paced. I'll be anxious to see if there's a lot of guys with hands on knees. Yeah. Maybe some guys cramp, cramping up too. Joe, one last note on this game. It's being played at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona, the site of Super Bowl 57. So maybe the Chiefs can begin and end the year in that stadium. That would be something. Yeah, that would be to bookend the season with that would be fantastic. It'd be great foreshadowing, Jeff. I, I look forward to that. Maybe maybe they can. We had the same. We had a very similar situation in in '95, right when we went 13 and three, and we had home field throughout. We played the Cardinals uh, in Arizona, site site of the Super Bowl. We were thinking when we were there, let's get let's get back here. And we thought, you know, we thought we were going to when we were 13 and three, albeit the uh, the dreaded Colts uh, got in our way. But uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of a little, little kind of flashback for me in that regard. Well, if you enjoyed this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.